But I ain't gonna finish. Yeah. Nah, it's a triple F podcast, man. I'm just happy y'all here. What's going on with y'all? Appreciate y'all tuning in. And you know what I'm saying? Chilling with your boys here for some good conversation and some good flowation of good stuff. Great stuff and Jesus stuff. Yeah, if y'all been rocking with us and tuning in, uh, we give out our IG handles and whatnot. I just recently changed mine, so I'm gonna have to get used to not saying. What my IG handle was It was OOCP That's O with three O's CP Was it H in there? It's H Yeah I always forget the H I don't yeah. know why I'm such a bad person I need to be a better so, steward Of the things that God Give me with Give me but it's okay But because I'm the health Man You know what I'm saying <laughs> Giving the nickname The Hiller of the Hood Yeah uh, And my initials Is MHJ I changed my IG And I'm revamping it Okay to Michael's Healing Journal. Ooh. So that's what MHJ is going to stand for. Uh, I mean, it's really my initials, but Michael's Healing Journal. So you can follow me on IG at Michael's Healing Journal. That's extravagant. I like that. Um, and this is, is the Triple F Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Side note, don't expect nothing different from me. I'm not changing my Instagram name. It's still He's So Dope. That's He So Underscore DOP three because that's my favorite number. No, no, no pressure. No, none. This is this is my personal conviction. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel that. Yeah. I'll let you rock your life and how you live it. But let's get into some word. Hold on. Let's just let's just give them a brief outline of the show. Time out. Yeah, we should tell that. Tell them that. First so, of all, this is sponsored by the Young OGs Podcast Network. Ding 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 ding. Young OGs. We need a drop for them. Or like one of the little insert names. Uh, only, I mean, the way they podcast come on is real G's don't gossip, gossip, gossip. And then the beat just come in banging. <laughs> so if I start saying real G's don't gossip, shout out to Don, Dom Kennedy. Uh, mm. That's referring to young OG's. Truthfully, we can just get that little clip right there. Yeah. Just throw it in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And rock with that. And then we're going to get the cap, and it's going to be real crap. You know what I'm saying? It ain't going to be flat. And then we're going to throw it right back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand myself. Why am I like this? I do stand myself. I'm a wonderful, I'm a wonderful handsome young man. Um, but ladies, don't slide in my DMs because I'm not open. Nah. <laughs> slide in that man's DM. Whoa. Whoa. Do it. Whoa. And if you don't slide in here, slide in mine. Okay. Um, we're gonna chill out. Um, chill in. Please <laughs> help, please. <laughs> but for the direction, Lord, please don't fall, lamp. Um, podcast. Today's episode, we are talking about. So you know DJ DJ Trump. I got uh, he, he he started talking about this platinum plan. We oh, gonna we gonna unravel that. I'm out. 
We going to unravel that a little bit later whenever my co-host comes back. And uh, we're also going to talk about racial trauma as well whenever my co-host come back. Because uh, this week is the week that Breonna Taylor's killers did not get arrested, didn't get really time. We're going to talk about that later. Hey, hold on. We was talking about what now? Hold on. I got to get back into this. Because you like, hold on. You said... They did not. They didn't apprehend them boys. They charged. Let's get into the. Let's get into the faith <sighs> before we go there. Lord. But that's what we're gonna be on today. I'm sorry. I had to step out. I didn't really have to step out. You didn't. It's okay. All right. I am coming out of the book. We actually are both coming out of the gospels today. But I am coming out of the gospel of Luke. And I am in chapter 17, verse 3. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. So I know in the Lord's Prayer it says forgive forgive our debtors or forgive people who have trespassed against you as we ask forgiveness for our trespasses. I get that. And in the next verse, it also says, if your brother sins against you, uh, let me make sure I'm saying it right, seven times in a day, you are supposed to forgive him. But where I'm going with this scripture is, if your brother sins against you, rebuke him. Rebuke means to sternly disapprove of, to not agree with, to basically say that's utterly wrong. Then if he repents, Forgive him. And repentance is not simply asking for forgiveness. Repentance is a full 180. If you ask for forgiveness and go back to doing the same thing, that's a 360. You ain't did nothing to go to the same direction you was going. But repentance is a 180. It's supposed to be the opposite direction. And so as we are going to talk about racial trauma today, uh, these people have been doing something to people that look like me and my co-hosts. For over 400 years, and uh, the thing is, I don't. They don't even apologize for the things they do. So let's say if they repent, forgive them, but they don't even acknowledge that they're doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So I understand forgiveness. We we supposed to do that, but at the same time, they don't look at us as human beings. We were three fifths in the Constitution. They made an amendment, which is just a change on paper. But they don't treat us like we not three-fifths. So are we their brother when they don't see us? They only see us as uh, 60% of a whole human. So what I'm saying is, without repentance, I don't see myself forgiving these cops that's killing us, these these racially motivated uh, hate crimes that they're doing. Without serious repentance, which they haven't been doing, I don't feel like they deserve my forgiveness. And maybe that's the week that I'm having, but that's my scripture. Luke 17, 3. What you got? <clears throat> um, I'm not, I'm, I can't impose that, but at the same time, at the same time, there is a ongoing thing that happens where because we see not just not no can at this rate it's not just one but we see a group of them that are just you know what i'm saying right they're not 
on par with the others that we see. So there's a separate, there's a there, there's a clear separation. But because one action is associated with one group, that means the whole group is, you know what I'm saying, it's a total association. And I wanna say, I'm not saying this about a race. I'm saying when people do, and, and, and that can be anybody, because I'm talking about hate crimes, but if you do, if, if you trespass against me, that's you. Like if you do something wrong to me, and I say, bro, that ain't right, and you keep doing that, it's just like, okay. You just market that. Are you repenting and yeah. doing something different? So, I mean, how I'm feeling is racially motivated behind the scripture. Gotcha. But it, it's universal. You know what I'm saying? Anybody can get it. I feel that. I was going on the club. I was going on more. You see, this was, this is what my, I'm going to go ahead and read my verse for you. Because you know what I'm saying? For y'all. Because I mean, I, I just feel like it ties in pretty well. So I'm coming out of the book of Mark. Mark chapter 9, verse 39 to 40. Do not stop him, Jesus said. For no one who does a miracle in my name can, in my name, can in the next moment say anything bad about me. Whoever is not against us is for us. Truly, I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward. Now, when I'm reading that, I understand that there is a level of we can't because we like I was explaining, we because we see like certain individuals in, in, in a group in a race per se mm-hmm. that don't uphold the right you know what I'm saying morals and what the right values that you know what I'm saying a unified race should move should move by be, not just not just being that specific race but all of us um, we shouldn't count all of them out I, mean, I was actually having right, a conversation yeah, yeah. with one of our friends that you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we might be at this specific thing for a specific group, but we can't exclude other groups as well. Because God says for all, like, like, like it was explaining in the scripture, they saw um, the uh, a group of the, uh, some of the some of the twelve had seen that there were other people driving out, you know, demons in in Jesus's name. Right. Yeah, Jesus yeah. said, "Yo, you can't tell them that they're doing wrong because they're doing it in my name, and they're not against us." So. We can't, and in that same sense, it was breaking down to me like, okay, because we have, you know what I'm saying, we might have something that we may be working towards. There's other people that want, that are working towards that common goal. We can't say that they're not with us because they're showing, they're here showing efforts to help push forward what we got going on. So we can't exclude them. Race, race, like race, height, blood type, whatever. Mm-hmm. We all included. Yeah. Oh, and I'm with you. I- I don't ever want people to think like I'm against all people of another ethnicity. Oh, yeah. It's just certain, you know, people. They be, they, you know what I'm saying? They, they ain't right. And I completely agree because some of these, I was about to say the wrong thing, <laughs> but some of these folk definitely do deserve that yapping with like, because they be out here tripping. This man said yapper. Yapo. He's violent. Look, I'm a, I'm a radical. The Lord, the I can't remember the actual verse, but y'all know what I'm about to say. The Bible says it. The violent taketh by force. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no need to be soft out here. You just gotta let these people know. But I'm gonna talk more about what's in my head later on, because it definitely ties in 
So what's, you know what I'm saying, we speaking about? So let's get into the herb of the week. Oh, yeah. Tell these people how to feel good. Man, look. Or better. I've been using this herb this week, and I definitely notice a difference. Okay. But I don't use it by itself. So in my CMOS blend, I have this herb in there, and it's Sarsa Spirilla. If you are familiar with Dr. Sebi, he was big on Sarsa, well, Sarsaparilla, and he... Sassafras. Basically, he was big on saying people who look like you and me we really need iron, but we need natural sources of iron. So our spirilla is one of the most natural ways, one of the most uh, abundant herbs, according to Dr. Sabi, that will really help you with iron. It's a blood purifier. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of our people are anemic. A lot of our women, you know, they got cycles, so they be having blood issues. They struggle with anemia. But besides the blood purification fact, let's talk about some of its benefits. It may help with cancer and tumor growth. It may help with cough and colds. It may help with rheumatoid arthritis pains and joint pain. It may help with skin problems like eczema, psoriasis, toe fungus, toe fungus, wounds, ulcers, and ringworms. It may help you with fatigue. I definitely notice when I uh, drink my protein shake with that sea moss and that sarsaparilla in there. Hey, I'll be like, oh, why? Why do I feel so great? This is amazing. Uh, can help with muscle pains and or weakness. Fellas. If your libido's low, hey, and uh, you don't feel like your performance is up to par, try some sarsaparilla. Head hurt, try some sarsaparilla. It may help. Indigestion, liver damage, it's good for your organs. So try that out. Uh, infections, STDs. Lord. So you know Dr. Sabi had the uh, trial where they were saying he wasn't a doctor. How can you cure people from AIDS and HIV and this, that, and the third? But they never could prove that he did not heal these people. He's big on this herb. So I'm, I'm not saying that this herb is going to heal you if you happen to be listening to this and you have an STD. All I'm saying is it may help help with bloating, fluid retention, so it can act as a diuretic, and it can help with overheating and fevers. So sarsaparilla, you can take it in a pill form, powder form, tea form, a liquid extract, or you can holler at your boy get some sea moss with sarsaparilla infused in there. So sarsaparilla, um, did you have anything else to say? No, I was just well. What you had questions about it? No, nah, I was gonna say so. Sarsaparilla is like the, uh, it's like the, um, the nap of the of the herbs. <laughs> you know how your, your grandma say if you feeling uh, any of that stuff, you just go take a nap and you'll be alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> one of them because there's many herbs like that. No, what uh, Shuru, Shuru, how can they hit the streets with some heat on their feet? 
All right, so this week, um, given our climate of everything that's going on, you know what I'm saying, injustice-wise, racial-wise, and the NFL's back, I feel like it is time, you know what I'm saying, and it's been on my heart to put this out for y'all. Actually, to just start this little venture. Um, let me tell you about the shoes first. So, I'm talking about the Colin Kaepernick Air Force One Lows. He's made it, he had a collaboration with Nike. He put out an Air Force One Low. It's black and white. It's pretty simple, but there's a lot of symbolism on it that I want to share and uh, pretty much put on display for y'all. So what I'm going to do is uh, we're going to drop the link on the Triple F Instagram page. Please follow us on that. What's your Instagram name again? At Triple F Podcast. And that is T-R-I-P-L-E F as in Frank Podcast. And I will link my YouTube channel, my YouTube review to that shoe on there. And I will definitely, and I will break it down and, you know what I'm saying, flip it, twist it, and put it out there so that y'all can understand it and make sure that y'all love it and let me know how, I mean, I can express and show better things for y'all. But, yeah, Colin Kaepernick, Air Force One. We're going to get into it and we're going to dig and we're going to love it, all right? All right. What's, I know you're going to put the link, but what's the name of your YouTube channel? Right now, it's just me, Lionel Gregory. Okay. So, you know what it is. Yeah. Lionel G. Come holler at me. Hey. <laughs> All right, man. So, we got a heavy topic today somewhat. I ain't going to say heavy, but it's just... Stop playing, bro. It's dealing with what's going on. And this has been a heavy week. <laughs> I mean, for me, uh, I'm from Kansas City, so... Off uh, 32nd in Indiana, in the 30s, not too far from where I grew up at. Uh, a car was shot over 23 times. Three Gee. people was killed. You didn't tell me about this one. And a little boy was killed. And so here I am back to feeling outrage. I mean, it's bad enough the violence. Three people getting shot in broad day next to a fire station, but this little boy, man, his name was Tyrone Payton. And I know y'all heard me say I am legend, talking about legend Talaferro, but we talking about Tyrone Payton. Uh, rest in peace to him. Uh, I, I'm, I've been hearing so many different stories. I just know he was five years older, younger. Some people saying he's three, all I know was this was a child and his life was taken and had me feeling some type of way. And I feel like, man, that's a good segue to talk about DJ Trump. For those who may just be listening to the first time, Lord, we know him as Donald J. Trump. I just call him <laughs> DJ Trump. And so if you are familiar... I don't call him nothing. <laughs> you don't call him nothing. My president, he ain't Donald Trump. He ain't nothing, man. If you follow the news... I don't know that man. <laughs> They, uh, I forgot what they called it. I don't know if it was the Legend Act, Operation Legend. So based, because of Legend Talaferro, the uh, oh, little yeah. boy who got killed, they sent federal troops to Kansas. I'm trying to actually pronounce the word out because we don't say the full word. Um, look, you, this is your show, bro. Oh, well, never mind. Speak so stuff. They sent federal troops to Kansas City and it's supposed to be stopping the crime and making neighborhoods safe and all this, this, that, and the third. But it's like almost as if the crime has went up since Operation Legend. 
And the thing is, Operation Legend happened because of Kansas City, but they also sent federal troops to Chicago and other uh, areas where, you know, it's high crime and violence and things like that. And so it's just like, we gonna get into Trump's plan later, but it's just like, which guy, he got some stuff in there about security for urban uh, neighborhoods, but it's just mm-hmm. like, you just send federal troops to where I'm from and it's not making us feel any safer. So it's just like, with your quote unquote platinum plan, I don't, I don't really know if everything gonna work out. I had a question. Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> Did you ever think that these words of these people would ever change something? Because all I see is a, I, as my, me and my me and my cousin talk about. I just see I just see a lot of hot air, hot air being stuff that's just said and just floats off into the distance. Not saying that there's not gonna be any rest for Kansas City or any place with cut with high with high violence, but. I just don't see them unless they come down to the level where like they're in the streets where this is like this is what these are the plans and actions that I have and that we're going to take to stop all this crime to stop these senseless shootings and killings. I don't see that. So I I mean I mean I'm just asking I'm like do you did you really believe not I mean and, and it's not a shot at uh, at your at your some uh you the way you analyze things. Did you really believe that with that act, with the legend act he would have it would have brought some type of dip, some change. Not at all. I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, but based off of that, you know what I'm saying, his track record yeah. and him proposing this plan, I'm basing it off of his track record. Like, how are you going to provide, you know, peace and security and safety and tranquility for our neighborhoods when you've already tried to do that and failed? But no, nah, I did. Did I expect anything to change? Not at all. Most people did not want the troops there. However, I understand that uh, Legend's mother felt like, you know, it was a good thing. I, she had just lost her child, so mm-hmm. she was with it. And so I see both sides of it. Yeah. I truly feel like it's like we spoke in, uh, we talked about in a previous conversation about uh, checks and balances in the hood. And there needs to be, like, a serious conversation with, I, I don't want to say, I can't even say law enforcement, but, you know, our OGs back in the lands, like, talking to, like, the young kids, do like because, like, do we even, and, and people around, but because do we even, like, I understand it's a strict and a deep policy of no snitching, but do we even know who's, like, letting all these shots ring off? And see, the thing is, is you got OGs out there trying so, like, this week, they were supposed to have an event. I don't know if they had it or not. But shout out Daz. He was one of my pop's uh, homies. So, they actually share the same birthday. But, uh, shout out to Daz. Uh, Smoke. Yeah, shout out Cash Cars KC. But uh, Yeah, all that. Yeah. But uh, he got this event called Smoke Your Tires, Not the Homies. Mm. To where people, I like the sound of this. Yeah, people can pull up, you know what I'm saying, basically almost like sideshow type stuff. Hey. Pull up, do donuts and all that. And not have no violence, just have an event. Because, you know, people like good times, have all that. So I saw Daz on the news talking about how disgusting this act was. I saw Emmanuel Cleaver III. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know, but there is a uh, Emmanuel Cleaver, I want to say, it's crazy, I don't know his full 
track record to why he got his uh name. I believe he was a uh, a councilman or either a senate person or something like that. But in KC, it's a street called Emanuel Cleaver Boulevard. Mm. Uh, and so Emanuel Cleaver III was there talking about it. And they actually mentioned what you said about snitching. Like, it's not snitching. Snitching is when you do a crime with somebody, you get caught and you tell. They said it's a difference in witnessing. So they said all this. They got a, I want to say, a $25,000 cash reward mm-hmm. out for whoever did it. Like, because somebody knows something. So the OGs have been more vocal they've been speaking but it's just like these young niggas just don't care bro Casey's having a historically violent year like as far as murders I think it might be probably one of the worst years we've ever had jeez ever this may be at the top of the list and so that started off my week I want to say I found out about this either Tuesday or Wednesday and then Thursday, Brianna Taylor. Dude, that's when I checked out. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because the news dropped and they talking about only one of them. Only one. Uno. Not two, Uno not out. trois, but one. Yeah. Did he, even, did he even get locked up? So if I read a report right, he had a cash bond of, I think, like $15,000, and he bonded out like, I mean, $15,000? Yeah. Don't, you, don't you only got to pay like 10% of that? Well, I think his 15000 was the 10%. Oh, okay. Bruh, come on. So that means a hundred k with it. How they owe and and you know these people got all that stuff set all these things set up set aside so he probably got off he pulled he pulled the Batman not Batman but he pulled the Christian Bale off of a off of a I'm, if I say this name like even you don't get it I'm gonna be upset you watch Shaft right Shaft I've seen it before I know Samuel Jackson the the original Shaft the with, original with, Shaft with I don't remember I've no, seen not original, it well not the original one the second one with Samuel Jackson and Christian Bale. I didn't know Christian Bale was in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Basically, Christian Bale in that one, he, uh, Makai Pfeiffer was in there. And, you know what I'm saying, the, Christian Bale and Makai Pfeiffer's characters uh, had an encounter at, uh, I want to say, a bar or some type of engagement. Christian Bale's character ended up whacking Makai Pfeiffer's character upside the head. He goes into a seizure. He dies. Mm. Um, they bring him to justice. He gets off. Shaft is like, nah, shouldn't be that easy. They try to go back and get him back in. I mean, Samuel, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson's character, as Shaft tries to go get him back in, you know what I'm saying, get a retrial, doesn't happen. He ended up getting, um, Christian Bale's character ended up getting needled at the staircase by, uh, by an old lady. Mm. But I feel like it was like, that. that's the same thing for that cop, though. Like, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to get needled. Um, if he does, I ain't going to be mad. And so let's talk about this. So... In Kentucky, where where this monstrosity happened to Breonna Taylor in her place of residence, the attorney general, a black man named Daniel Cameron, did not feel the need to charge these people. Because this happened months ago. The initial, you know crime that these mm-hmm. cops committed and so we just got into a verdict 
this week in September, almost October down there. And he, 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 he tried to do this thing. He said, I'm black. So I understand. And so having black bodies and positions of power to try to play both sides to basically they are black face and they get to play. Oh, I'm black. Oh, I, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. And don't let them be able to dance or sing or have any rhythm or soul. And all they got to do is partially be black and somewhere. And and that's, and that's an issue in our community. Cause uh, I want to say Bill Clinton played the saxophone before Obama ever, you know what I'm saying, got into office. They were saying Bill Clinton was the first black president. Man, and oh, cause he had a little soul. He could do a little jig. Yeah, so that, you know what I'm saying, and things like that, man. It's basically like if you can get invited to the cookout, you can poison the cookout. Bruh, you can you can spike you can spike the Kool Aid. I was about to say lemonade, but I don't, and, and I'm like. It's like the checks and bouncing. It should not be that easy. It's ne- and it's never that easy. Cause and it it just make, it makes me feel weird and it and it bugs me out. Cause I was uh remember we um on the previous oh one of the episodes rap about rap we actually told you about the ballistics report that I read. Okay. And they went in depth like when and and also it ties into gun laws. Cause I mean. <laughs> Being being a carrier of a firearm, you gotta be mindful. <laughs> Chill out, they're gonna try to find it. But <laughs> um, being a carrier of a firearm, you gotta know these things. And what I understand is you carry a firearm in the Second Amendment, your Second Amendment right is to defend yourself. And from the point of Bianca Taylor's um her her boyfriend at the time, rest in peace. Um, to her, not him, but he was defending himself because the officers came in unannounced. Oftentimes when police come in, they go in there, the police open up, you, you know what I'm saying? There's some type of warning. There's a, there's a, there's a heads up. Hey, we're coming in here. There's a crime that's been reported or warrant or anything like that. But they didn't do that. Nah. And, oh, I'm sorry. Did you? No, I was just saying, like, nah, they didn't do that. I'm just agreeing with you. Oh, yeah. You yeah. So, and they, yeah, they didn't do that. And on top of that, the, I'm, I'm, I'm big on, like, rounds and, pen, and, and, like, bullet penetration and things like that. If you're using something called FMJs, um, full, metal full, full, metal, full metal jacket bullets, you know, those are rounds that oftentimes don't stop when they hit a when, when they hit a tar- when they hit an object a target or whatever it's you, you like you'll see those it's like in like if you're playing call of duty and you you see someone like you're aiming at the wall and you shoot and you get something called a hit marker that means the bullet went through the wall and hit a target mm, okay so with with the and those are the rounds that they're using what uh, like a preferred round for the for an officer to carry to go you to if they were going to do like some type of forced in- entry is a is a uh, a hollow tip because once a hollow tip hits a target it goes in there and it stays there it pretty much in- incapacitates you it'll stop it'll 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 damage some nerves if it goes through it might it might blow back some type of tissue, some tissue, and, and and give some lasting damage at some point. But those are the rounds that you use to stop somebody. Those are the rounds that I type, the type of rounds that I carry. Because I'm not, I don't shoot to kill, but I'm I'm shooting to stop you. If I mean, unfortunately, if, if I shoot you and you die, you die. I'm sorry. 
Um, it's to me over you every time. But if the, if if there was a true crime in that sense, there those are two main those are two things, two key elements that they that they didn't that they looked over and just decided to bypass for some reason. And it doesn't make sense. Um, the for FMJs. And the un- the unannouncement just that that just blows my mind because as an officer of the law, I believe there's proper procedures you should take at all times. Right. And that I don't understand how that's left out, but yet they're still able to get off. And so the thing is, right? Daniel Cameron was saying, like in the ballistics report, was saying that uh, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, and I'm sorry that I don't know his name. I believe it's Kenny, but I'm not going. Say it wrong, so I'm going to just refer to him as her boyfriend at the moment. He, they were saying that he shot at the police first. But according to the uh, ballistic report, I want to say that one of the cops got hit by another cop. And so it's not like, or the trajectory, whatever it was that, it's a lie. Look, let me tell you something about, oh, did you? I was going to say, and Tamika Mallory called him out. She said, you know, all skin folk ain't your kin folk. She said that he was basically a house nigga and he would have been one of the people that sold people into slavery. Oh, he was Samuel L. Jackson in, in Django. Yeah. Wild. I don't I still don't to this day, I don't like Samuel for that one role. But let me tell you something about self-defense. If someone was to bust through that door at 12 o'clock at night, right. you're not gonna you not gonna defend yourself? I'm gonna do that. And the thing is, I don't know if. I'm gonna grab a pistol or the shot. It. But all I know is, hey, listen. For me, you come through my door. If I don't got Denise, if Denise is not beside me, I'm giving you hand, feet, forks, knives, all that. Yeah. You not? I'm not. I'm not shorting anything. Shorting anything. This and this. It go. It ties into the the police announcing themselves. Once you know, hey, it's the police. You know how to act accordingly. They didn't do that. Right. So and at that point. You, someone's busting through your door. Matter of fact, not even that. Someone's shooting, and you're someone who's mindful. Okay, I got to defend myself because someone's shooting at me. You're going to shoot back, especially if that person's unannounced. Now, if he, I wholeheartedly believe that if, like you said, the boyfriend's name, uh, Kenny, I'm sorry, I don't know his no whole name. If he was aware it was the authorities that were at his house looking to investigate something, there would have not been any shots fired off. Right. But because you're there, un- you know how you know how we hate when people pull up unannounced. We have a we have we have a defense for that. Unfortunately, you're coming at my house shooting bullets. I'm gonna shoot back because it makes no like. How, how am I supposed to how am I supposed to feel? And see, I so as a kid, I've been in a drug kick in. Mm-hmm. So I was you know I'm not gonna really go deep into it. But I was there. I was actually right by the room where the front door was. So somebody ran in yelling police, somebody we knew. Mm-hmm. So, but the, he used a different word for some slang. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what that was. I'm like, what, what is he talking about? But then they start banging on the door saying, you know, this is this one and the third. We coming in. And so in that moment, did anybody start busting guns and do anything crazy? Not at all. Not not that you knew as a kid that that was not. But no one saying they nobody did none of that. You see, how is it that you knew you knew what to do accordingly? Well, they knew what to do accordingly because they knew it was like because because the authorities addressed themselves right as opposed to not saying anything at all. 
you like it, it it doesn't like it doesn't make sense it like you like people try, they try to paint this picture that black people just out here trying to be a, like super aggressive and apprehensive in every in every given moment when we're not Bad. we're logical Bad. thinkers we're, we 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 like to break down and analyze every like every anything and everything so it doesn't make sense to to sit here and say he was he was at fault cuz he shot first why would you shoot first in the dark your girl is right there right. you're not trying to destroy first off you bust it like I know for me. If I was in a relationship and I bust a shot off randomly at night, my girl's gonna go upside my head. She might shoot me. Why are you disturbing my sleep? That's dumb. No. So to believe that he's at, to, for them to even come out their face and say that he's at fault, that's crazy. And, and the whole thing that's gonna transition. I was talking about trauma. Is the fact that with all this terrible police work, them doing a no knock warrant that they did not have permission for. Uh, they the, the one officer that only got charged got charged for the bullets that did not hit Breonna Taylor, the bullets that went into other apartments. I want to say they said it's a, a wonton charge. It's something crazy like that. So basically, he got charged for being careless for the bullets that went to other apartments. So Breonna Taylor's bullets didn't matter? No. So and none of the stuff that did it, and I, and I remember, if I remember right, Kenny got, he got arrested as well. They arrested him, but they let him, he ended up getting out because they didn't have no charges to really stick him with. They knew they falsified documents and all kind of stuff. So he was, he got arrested and basically was out with, like quick. Man. And so, bringing this to talk about trauma. So how my week has been, Kansas City's been violent. Every time I get on social media and I see some Kansas City folks, it's RP to some, you know, Fox 4 KC, KC TV 5. It's another t-shirt. Like, something like, yeah, another t-shirt. Another hashtag. Little boy gets killed down the street from where I grew up. Right there, basically, by Central uh, High School. And uh, this happened with Breonna Taylor. And it's just like, maybe this time they will do what's right and get justice for this woman. And they did not. And so it's just like the fact that they charged this man, not for the bullets that took her life. They charged this man for the bullets that basically could have endangered other people going through their apartments. How do you maneuver in life with this anger and this trauma and still go to work and be normal? Mm, look, bro. These folks don't care. Because they still want us to get up and do our little dance for the little cash that they, they throw at us. And expect us to smile and be happy throughout the whole thing. And it's, it's like how I always, I think. Do you remember? Do you remember the little old lady that always had that 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 question? She had the she had that class. Remember what her name was? She was she was trying all the white kids. Oh, Jane Elliott. Yes. It's it, it like she pops up in my head every single time. I'm like, all right. How like who in this room wants to be understands black? What black is? Who in this room wants to be black? No one wants to be black right now. 
well, none of the people that are none of the people that aren't black want to be black. Right. And they can't and they can't and, and for some strange reason and I, and I like I say strange because it's like at like with everything that's in the news and in media and social media and everything like that, you should have and understand like some level of sympathy and empathy. Should. That a, you should. It's like common sense at this point. But they don't. And I'm like, sh- shout out to one of my managers. I'm not going to give out no names. You know we don't do that. Who showed the utmost compassion and just pulled me aside and said, hey, I understand the times. I understand. I understand. I understand the situation and, and how things have developed. Um... Don't take it to heart and don't, you know what I'm saying, don't think it's an issue if if you if you feel like you're slacking or if anyone it, it like tries to uh, come at you for slacking cuz I understand. And th- and he's like the head of the whole company. He's like come to me. Don't worry about them. Mm. And it was like a sigh of relief, but it's like <sighs> it goes deeper than that. I don't want just you to feel it. I need everybody else to like open their eyes. Yeah, cause uh, me going to work, I was pissed, and I still gotta be friendly. I still gotta help people. And the thing is, is from a corporate level, they didn't mention it. They didn't say, "Hey, to our African American employees or whatever they, however they want the dresses." I know it's hard times going on. We just wanna. They didn't say nothing. They act like it didn't exist. And I, I talked to other people. One of our friends, shout out, uh, shout out, Henny. Mm. Uh, she was saying the same no thing. No rock, not on the rocks though. <laughs> not on Henny. Uh, straight, no chase. Hey, <laughs> but yeah, she was saying the same thing. She was just like, I'm at work and I'm pissed off, and like they don't understand my anger. Mm. So it was just like we got to maneuver. Like, if you parents, you still got a parent. If you teacher, you still got to teach. If you bagging groceries, you still got to bag groceries. If you're in any type of customer service, you still got to be a service to customers. And, like, why I wanted to talk about trauma is because uh, I'm going to insert a clip right here. But I seen uh, Pastor Omar Tebow, shout out to School of the Hebrews, uh, Philadelphia Christian Church. I be checking him out from time to time. But he was uh, doing... Uh, Trey for Pellerin's funeral mm-hmm. Black man in Louisiana They got killed by the police And he was talking about trauma He said you know People who have been to war When they come back and they have PTSD Certain sounds Firecrackers can trigger them Right? Yeah. He said women or people who have been through Domestic violence You can't play fight or wrestle With them because it will trigger it that abuse. Memories. People who've been through sexual trauma or been uh, sex traffic, it's certain things that will trigger them. And then he said, and yet black people have been dealing with trauma for 400 years. He said that uh, our schools are named after the people that mistreated us. They starting to take down statues now, but we've been constantly seeing statues of people who hate us. Trauma affects us. From seeing our brothers and sisters shot on the street weaponless, shot in their homes guiltless, or knee 
on the neck breakfast. All right? Somebody say trauma. trauma. Racial trauma. It's pain you feel from race-based actions that never go away. Now, 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 when you have traumatized people, all right, they're different than regular people. The war veteran is different. The domestic abuse victim is different because trauma produces in you a worldview that's different. So you are set off by different things. The war veteran, when he hears a loud sound, is not like a person that hears a loud sound because he remembers the mortar fire. He remembers the firing of AK-47s and AR-15s. And so that trauma produces a response that may look absurd to people who didn't go through his experience. I, I don't know if y'all feel me up in here. All right? All right? The battered woman, when she... When she, when she harsh plays with her new husband or he, he, he kind of clowns with her, girl, don't make, me, uh, don't make me knock you out. She get a little, wait, you ain't knocking nobody out. Because she has what? Trauma. You see what I'm saying? And there's certain psychological triggers for people who have trauma. Our Afghan vets don't look at the bo a box on the side of the road like everybody else. Because they done seen them IEDs and what they do to tanks and jeeps and see those who have been traumatized are different and the same thing with those who've been racially traumatized certain racial situations the psychological term from my wife amen uh, uh the psychological term is triggers somebody say trigger when you're traumatized certain things trigger you it sets you off all right? Keep moving, Pastor. All of our hurt and pain that we've experienced as a race created trauma in us. It's not one year like the soldier who went to Afghanistan. It's not 10 years like the wife who might have been battered. It's not 30 years like the child who was sexually assaulted. It's 400 years in America of racial trauma. And that's what we're dealing with, Reverend. It's 400, 400 is racial trauma, and it's a real thing. And so, so when, we're, when you're traumatized, you react differently. I see the circumstances. I know the legalities of the situations. I see the circumstances. I, I, I know the legalities of it, but, but the trauma changes the situation. You see? You see? As a people, when we experience what we've experienced with Trayford, watch this, Michelle. We experience what we experienced with Floyd. The traumatized go back to all the pain. All the pain is relived. This one event brings all their names back to us. Philando Castile, Alton Sterling, Trayvon Martin. They bring it all back. And, and it's, it's just because it's trauma. It's trauma. The wife who was battered when, she's, when she gets hit that one time, she sees all the beatings. The vet is brought back to the war, the ground, the battlegrounds. And so us as a people, we relive not only the current evils that we endure in, but also the past evils. How many years of it? 400. We got some mathematicians out there. So when we see this, 
Because remember, it's traumatized and, and, and facts are different and everything. So when we see this, I'm just talking on behalf of my people, especially the people I pastor, because when you pastor in this community, you see the racial trauma, you know? And I, I, I time, we, we, we almost done. You see the racial trauma. I, I pastor a people that's steeped in racial trauma. When this happens, we hurt with you, Michelle, not quite like you, but with you. And, and, and we are brought back to the lynching trees when this happened. We brought back to the slave blocks when this happened. We brought, we brought back to the whipping point when this happens. We, we're brought back to the raping beds when this happens. We're brought back to all the horrors of master's plantation when this happens. And it's all because of a word that starts with T. It's about trauma, racial trauma. You can diagnose it. It's not only for individuals, but it's for a people. And it's what my people going through. It's what I'm, I'm counseling them through. It's what I'm seeing even in children. Pain. You see? You see? The problem with America is, is that it's a racialized society. Somebody encourage me. Say, keep it real, Pastor. I'm trying, I'm trying. Because my prayer is that they would hear me because if they don't hear me telling them your struggle, then they're not going to hear. Because, because they know I have no malice in my heart. I have no, I have no, it's, it's nothing like that. It's just the truth. So we in a racialized society. Now, the racialized society is that because America was built upon racial issues that started with slavery, with uh, European whites at the top of a, a racial caste system and, and blacks at the bottom of that racial caste system. And you can move up, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 sometimes. Uh, but these, these, this racial society constantly triggers our trauma from the Confederate statues in the downtown area. When we ride by that, we see that, it's trauma. Now, now I won't say too much, but, but we've been in negotiations about that. You see? And what y'all don't know what's going on behind the scenes, they got people that's, that's, that want to help. You see? You see, but, I, but, I, but I'm going to tell the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going. But the reason why we want it removed of, because it triggers our what? Our trauma. You see? The war vet would never put certain things in his house, in his city, that would trigger his trauma. The battered woman would never put things in her house, the instruments of her abuse, to trigger her trauma. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best to explain... And I remember back in 2016, I remember, because it's every couple so often, it's another huge situation of about a black individual, whether it be a woman or a man, being killed by the police. And I said, every time this happened, a notch goes up to where it's doing something to me. And this was four years ago. So I don't know if you pay attention to the car. You know how you got the hot and cold meter? Yeah. It's almost like my meter is getting to the point 
to something's about to happen. Like, I don't know if I'm about to blow a head gasket, if my radiator's about to crack, something is off. Every time I see this, I can't handle it. it I called in and worked when I used to work at the Ford Motor Company because I seen this happen, uh, seeing, you know, what happened in, I believe it was Arkansas, what happened to uh, Terrence uh, Crawford, I believe his name was. Guy, you saw the helicopter in the air. He needed car trouble. I mean, help with his car. Mm -hmm. And they basically pulled up on him and shot him. White officer, her name was Betty Crutcher. She got off. I'm like, I can't handle work right now. So it was just like, what are we supposed to do? Like, when we are that traumatized, nobody else sees our trauma but us. And... Being us black and we haven't created real uh, substantial economies for ourselves yet. Because a lot of people are working and have black businesses, but a lot of black businesses don't have a lot of employees. A lot of people can only afford to work for themselves and pay themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's just like we got to maneuver into this system, this structure, and they don't care about us. How do we handle this? Because I have been angry. Like the the word says, be angry and sin not. Mm-hmm. But it's just like it also says we're not supposed to go to sleep angry. <clears throat> and it's just like um, at this point, what? I don't know what to do with this anger. Bro, you know that's the hardest like. Because I'm big on expression. That's the hardest form of expression that I've had, that, that I'm still to this day, as you said, trying to figure out. Because I found a, like, I found a way to express, uh, you know what I'm saying, heartbreak when it's like, when like I go through a breakup or something. Um, a failure if I'm not good at something. You know, this is the toughest thing that I've, I'm still trying to figure out. Like, because no amount of gun range trips get this off of my mind. No amount of, you know what I'm saying, Poems that I'll that I'll, I'll write and make like get gets this out of my head. There's like no amount of push-ups that I can do that it's gonna make me like rest easy at night thinking, okay, I'm all right, and like not just me but the rest of us are gonna get like. There's no like I can't like the outlet is so small and the window so narrow. It's like yo, if I like and and, and you feel it, I feel it, and I feel a, a, a lot of our brothers and sisters feel it too. If we don't find this place, if we don't find this exit quick. Yeah, it's gonna turn into what I've talked about, what we talked about off off microphone, where a lot of us feel apprehensive and we have to defend ourselves. Where it's a lot of like all of us are walking around with Denise's, and if if it comes to it, we just handle it ourselves, because no one else is coming to our. It's we don't even need a defense. No one is just shining a light and making it obvious to anyone else, like to others, that hey, this is an issue and we need to solve it. So if I if I said this too, I think you'll be able to finish this statement. If you bag into an animal into a corner and it feels that it has no other way out, what do you think it's going to do? Defend itself. So they already don't see us as humans. They already call us apes, gorillas, monkeys. And it feels like they have us backed into a corner and something is about to happen. And I feel like we gonna it race <laughs> wars within this. Uh, the election is gonna 
It's, it's about to get crazy. Like, if you ain't praying, uh, better get praying. If you don't have a firearm, you might want to start thinking about getting a firearm. But, yeah, man, it's like, I can vent to you on here. Yeah. But it's just like, what what's That's tangible for me to do? Because black people, what's, what's kind of irritating me is older people are just like, that's why you got to go vote. We've been voting since 1965, right? <laughs> and that's not changing the system. Like, I, I, I don't have nothing against voting. I'll do it, okay. But it's not m- making these this system that wasn't built. I don't think the system was built for us to outvote it. What? what? Don't, don't think, my brother. Understand that. Because... <laughs> We, like like we see today, they have an underlying rule for every single move. Yeah. Whether it's you put you you wrote this ticket that you wrote this ticket wrong, or like they like they said, you shot fires into the dark. You you shot rounds into the dark, and we don't even know where they went. Even with peaceful protests, they understand how to neutralize that. All they have to do is get a group of people to incite violence or i.e. start smashing windows. That's why you see a lot of, quote-unquote, white people smashing out windows on camera. Like, yeah. you see on, you see people starting fires. It's, they got white women out here starting fires, trying to neutralize peaceful protests. So it's just like, I don't have anything against voting. That's, that's why you got to vote, your ancestors. Okay, I get all that. I'll vote, but it's just like, me voting, I feel like it can change certain system things in play. Maybe highways, roads, taxes, maybe redistribution of wealth for schools. I don't feel like it's going to change anything with the police because of the police union is one of the biggest gangs in the world. And I don't know if you can outvote that. Dude, <laughs> I don't, half the time, I don't even know what to, I don't know what to think. Because I be creeped out. And the way that, you know what I'm saying, the folk are going about this election, like like you were saying, race wars? It's almost time for us to grip up. Like, you seen that? Well, maybe you didn't see the sticker because you was in the back seat. But when we was out there by uh, Tallulah Falls, it was a pen... Uh, somebody had a bumper sticker that said, Trump Pence, which, all right, whatever. But they had a picture of, like, an animated Trump that had, like, urinating mm-hmm. on the word liberals. And so I'm just like, they have marginalized a whole group of people into, basically, if you're against Trump, you're an enemy. Going against what the verse that I gave earlier right. was if they're, with, if, they're not, if they're not against us, then they're with us. No, he, like... But let's since since we kind of didn't talk a little bit about politics, uh, I mean, well, let, let, let's wrap this up. As far as what to do, I don't have the answer. And the only thing I can do is create a space for people who look like me to at least voice their frustrations and opinions. Yeah. Whether that's saying, "Hey, we should do this," okay, let's try, or saying, "You know what? At this moment." I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do either. Maybe if we don't know enough and we pray on it, we might get the answer. Mike, look, 
I'll be saying it. It's not. It's not a bad thing. We might need. We might. We, we might need that sweet, sweet smell of unity. Joking. I'm totally joking. I'm joking. I'm totally joking. I'm we don't need that. I don't, I don't know, man. We need like, cause like I said, no, no, no amount of ranging is gonna fix like, fix how I feel. Like this thought, these thoughts, like plague me. Like as I'm going to sleep, like wake up in cold sweats. Like, am I next? Mm. Like, is this is this it? Is this me? Is it uh, like, am I gonna see my like, dude? You don't know how, you. Don't, I don't think you understand how many times I woke up, I, like, I, or I'm going about my day, and I'm like, damn, am I gonna be able to see my brother later? Mm. Is my sister gonna make it to work and be all right? Is my dad gonna be okay? Is this it? And it goes into that 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 animal instinct that you was talking about earlier. Like when I back against the wall, mm-hmm. they want that. They want that bad to the point where they will use any and every outlet they can come across. This is why it's so... I mean, this is why... I mean, I understand, like, I understand what you're saying about voting, but I feel like it's so necessary to work against like either getting that out or establishing our own so that that's not something we have to deal with. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's all about the, the old ones that are just with that mindset. Mumbler. Yeah, there we go. There we go. This is—it's all about them old ones with that mindset. Cause I know, I know a dude right now. He's like, he's got an old grandfather. Not a grandfather. Yeah, he's his old granddad, about ninety something, living in the crib. And they have a black te- caretaker for this man. Hmm. And they used to live on a farm, and they got pieces. So transitioning to, and I Crazy. feel like it's a good segue. When you see them white dudes out there with them tiki torches, them niggas wasn't old. Oh no, nah. they was so. I mean, I I used to think it, it's just all oh, these old white dudes, but it's some dudes out there our age and younger that hate people that look like us. Cause, but and, and my thing is that that stuff is taught. It is. They 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 pour that in your cereal and here eat this, and you get so used to eating that it's like all right, this is what's good, but you don't know that the other type of cereal out there's another type of cereal out there that tastes better. That is be- and it's not only good for you, it's good for all of us. Right. And that's what should be eaten. But no, they want to feed you that. And because you, that's what you know, that's what you're going to keep feeding for generation and generations on. And I'm like, yo, we got to destroy that factory, destroy them bowls, not even use that. We ain't even going to use that milk no more. So, but a lot of them don't want to give that up. So with this platinum plan, right? Trump... Just came out and said that uh, he has a platinum plan that is supposed to be so historic and all this for black people. Uh, supposed to be investing five billion into black communities, uh, HBCUs. Supposed to, uh, he said he's supposedly supposed to help five hundred thousand black businesses, or maybe if I maybe I read it wrong, maybe I think it said he's helped. Under the Trump administration, 500,000 black businesses have been established and are thriving. They're talking about making lynching uh, a hate crime and TIFA and KKK terrorist organizations and all this. And my thing is what I was talking about with Operation Legend. Mm-hmm. You sent these federal troops under an order to KC and it's not doing nothing. 
He also says things about making the neighborhood safe. And it's like, how are you going to do that? These 500,000 black businesses, uh, black people have been in getting quote unquote woke. And most of us are realizing that we either want to work for ourselves or we have to work for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so this thriving, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Emergence of black business don't really have anything to do with the Trump administration. And so on top of that, let me see. Oh, yeah, with the investment. So I don't know if the plan really details how it's going to invest $500 billion in the black communities. Because all they have to do, they can get people, they can get non-black businesses to invest and put jobs in areas to where most people don't. And it's a word for it. It's something about the zones. But like, basically, they'll lower taxes for certain people to come up, set up shop in the hood and create jobs and probably have a quota of people they have to hire and still not hire them. So, I, I like... Based off Trump's track record, and did, did he ever build the wall? I think they attempted to. Look, did they ever build a wall? Here's what I'm gonna do. Here's here, oh, oh, with all that being said. Here's what I'm gonna say. Here you go. What's that? You asking? What's that? Why I give you that hat? Why you give me this hat? Cause that's cap. That's all. <laughs> and that's all that Trump's gonna give you. And that's all we're gonna get. A whole oh, bunch of cap, bro. That was good. Oh my if god. You didn't see this man pass me a hat. I'm like, why this nigga giving me a hat? <laughs> he said it's all cap. <laughs> all of it. Cause we look, we see this, we we see this time and time again. They they talk that good talk, they get off stage, they do a little jig, just so you know what I'm saying, hey, I got your attention. You get out there, you get to that line, you're like Am I really about to get a suck of my vote? I'm big on questions. Like, I'm trying to get big on getting back. You know, as little kids, we ask mm-hmm. why. We ask questions a lot. Yeah. Why now? And we know why now. Of course. It's about to be an election. And Trump needs black votes. I think he really feels like he's about Definitely. to lose. And the only way that he can win is to try to get our votes. Bruh. I, look, I know it for sure, but... <laughs> Also, same note, I really feel like I keep bringing this up because I need y'all to stop. Playing. Don't don't be stupid. Please don't be stupid. I really feel like Kanye and Trump are working together because remember his shenanigans talking about he going to run for president. All of that is to distract y'all from, OK, y'all don't want to vote for that white guy. Come vote for this black man. When all that's going to do is derive us, like not derive us, but take us away from the end goal that we could reach with whoever. And truthfully, I mean, I don't know, man, all these we see it time and time again. All this stuff is fake to me. But what I what I will give Trump credit for is at least he attempted to put a front up of a black agenda. Because it's a lot of black people questioning Biden and Kamala. Like, mm-hmm. what are y'all going to do for us? And they give that response. Well, we can't just do anything for black people. That's a bunch of malarkey. Cut the crap. Look. We don't want to hear it. But so for people who can't see past this Trump smokescreen, that may get them like, okay, Trump, see, maybe. Because you know what I'm saying? A lot of people, just like we was talking about how people grow up in the faith and they got to figure out their own, you know, salvation, spirituality and all that. 
when they get a certain age, a lot of young people were like, what Democrats have just been basically using black people for votes for years and not doing anything for us. What are y'all going to do for us? And if y'all not going to do anything for us, we not voting for y'all. So you got to understand, people are not going to vote because it's a right to vote. So you can exercise it or not exercise it. I don't think most people realize that. And then on top of that, people are feeling like it don't matter who I vote for. And, I, and I'm not saying I agree with them, but I feel it. I feel the fact that people are like, both of these people don't seem like a good candidate. Now, I'm big on what are my people telling me to do? Like, you know, instead of just being all divisive, people saying, okay, the move is to vote for Biden. I will do that and see what happens because people are saying that's the move we should make. That's the more qualified candidate, whatever, dot, dot, dot. Even though I don't feel like it's going to do anything, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. But you got some people who are just like, bro, it don't matter who I vote for. And I hate to say it, I feel like I'm on the I'm on that spectrum. I feel like it don't matter who I vote for. I don't matter like who get, whose name is on that ticket on that ballot. I feel like this is just going this cycle is just going to be a never ending cycle until we truly and solidly either break the system or establish our own to where it's like we Facts. can't. Yeah. Like it can't. Like this can't be penetrated. This is set in stone. This is solid. And what's crazy is us setting up our own system seems divisive. It seems like our way out or what we seem like is our only way out is segregation again. Basically, we got to do for ourselves. We don't need to be a part of their systems. And so it's just like whatever way it is, either way is going to be divisive. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like under this system, I don't believe that we can thrive. At all. And I, I mean, truthfully, <sighs> unless they can realize how much they need us, we need to show them how much we don't need them. They know how much they need us. They need us, but they feel like they need us for entertainment. No, nah, they need to feel it in their pockets. They need, they need us to make money. Dude, they need to, we need to hit them in their pockets like Dr. King did. Because I remember, I know you remember when they did the bus boycotts. Yeah. Folk was ready to kill people for not riding the bus. Who who we gonna what like what organization are we gonna boycott? I we we I don't we know. tried it with the NFL. Remember and and, I, and I'm a part of this. We were supposed to be not watching the NFL when the whole Kaepernick happened. I think it was either the 2016 or 2017 season, and it was just like I think I stopped, but then it was just like I just started watching the Chiefs, kind of the playoffs, and so it was just like it's like. We don't really have leaders, man. That's kind of what this boils down to. I get like it. a house divided against itself can't stand. And there's so much division amongst our people. We don't know whether we should vote, shouldn't vote, who to vote for, who, when to hold our vote. You know, like, it's so much division amongst us. Like, people feel like, oh, Breonna Taylor didn't get any justice because her family took the settlement. And it's just like, why can't they have both? Why can't they pay for, pay her for wrongfully doing what they did for her, which was wrong, mm -hmm. and also lock the people up that did it? And so it's just so much division and divisiveness within our uh, our race 
that I I really don't have the answer. Uh, do I feel like voting for Biden is going to do anything? Honestly, I, I don't. You know what my scripture is, uh, Proverbs 22 and 7. The borrower is slave to the lender and the rich ruleth over the poor. Mm-hmm. I keep saying this. America is not in control over its money. And so there is somebody, an organization. We have Federal Reserve notes. Think about it. Uh, shout out to Think About a Podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't feel like we really are in control. And so it's so frustrating because I don't know what to do. Besides pray and be in my word, like I don't know practically. Tangibly. Practically, tangibly what we're supposed to do, man. And it's upsetting, it's frustrating because I know in two weeks to a month, it's going to be another individual who's a hashtag at the hands of a police officer. Are you feeling the callous, bro? Because low-key, it's like... Yeah, like you said, in two weeks to a month, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be another one. But are you feeling the callous? Because... I'm low-key getting desensitized to it. I, I, I don't think I am. I'm not desensitized. It's like I, I've tried to be desensitized to it, but it, it's like I told you, when I said something shattered in me, there's something that makes my blood boil, and it's like I, like when, so my prayer, like when that happened and there was no justice for Breonna Taylor, my prayer was for judgment. I said, Lord, judge it. Judge this, because it's evil and it's not right. Judge it or them? Both. This system, this country, this nation, this world, this evil, judge it. Bring your judgment upon the face (laughs) of the earth. That's what my prayer was. But you know, on the other end of that, you're asking not just judgment for them, but you're asking judgment for all. Like that. That's like that's like that's like. Oftentimes when I say, um, "Lord, uh, just take it all, take me. I'm done. It's too much for me." It's it's like, dang. Why is God giving me this? It's like a battle that we have to see to it. We have to see it done to the end, and we can't let. Look, we can't let the word of the good Lord falter. Because that means we fall under the gauntlet as well. Mm. So, I mean, with, with that thought of, you know what I'm saying, God judge it, that means, you, that, that, means you, that you best be prepared at this moment. At that moment in time, you had best been ready to get judged yourself. And I know we about to hop off, off of here, but I, I do believe that God can judge and not judge everything. Like, he brought judgment to Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, indeed. He brought judgment to nations. Like, the book of Jonah, Jonah was sent there to give them a word because he was about to judge the uh, land of Nineveh. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that he can judge. Like, God, is there's no limitations. He doesn't have to do it all. He can literally judge one area, one nation. He can just drop a lightning bolt on a White House if he wanted to. Mm. Like, so, I, yeah. That, but no, it's like you said, if he's judging that nation, he's judging the whole nation. 
So that means we all. But again, and I'm not trying to be argumentative. What, bro? And, Bring it on. Let's go. In Egypt, he judged Egypt, but he told the children of Israel to stay under the blood. Yeah. And so. God can judge a nation and still protect people under the nation of judgment. That was with the application of the, the lamb's blood, right? Is yeah. that what you're talking about when they, when they did the... When we got to be under now. So in the same situation, me and you are under the blood. Everybody may not be living right to where they're under the blood. So in that situation, yes, I, I got to be careful because there's some people, people who I love who may not be Mm-hmm. Under the blood, so I'm a, I'm agreeing with you on that. That's what I'm saying. I was putting that at the forefront. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, 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 like we can call in the spirit. Like you can call in the spirit and have him do that. But are you ready for the repercussions? Because you might not get under. You might not go under the gullet. But but I'm I prayed out of anger. I, I get was, it. Yeah. I was I was in my feelings. Yeah, 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 and I, I prayed. And so, but if that's my prayer, if if the prayers of a righteous man avail much, and I'm righteous in the eyes of the Lord and every time I'm mad I'm praying for judgment <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen but you got look I'm t- that's what I'm saying Child, you gotta be careful my man just gotta be careful stay on your toes but uh, uh hit us up on at triple F podcast and let us know how you're dealing with uh 2020 man like the racial traumas, the COVID. I've known at first COVID wasn't hitting close to home, but then I started mm. knowing people who had it, knowing people who've lost people to COVID. So man, it's just been a crazy year. Hit us up uh, and just let us know how you're dealing with life. How, let us know how you're living. For uh, real. For real. We, if we need to pray for anybody, let us know. Like, if we got, if you want to vent. You can come through and vent. We can get on live and or we can, you know what I'm saying? We, we got, the Instagram got the little, you know what I'm saying? The little uh, FaceTime thing. You can talk to us. We'll chop it with you. We can vent. We can pray. We can do it all. So whatever. You got anything else for the folks out there? Uh, no, man. Uh, I just want to thank y'all for tuning in with us. Like, y'all been rocking with us. Like, I believe this is. This is episode 17. We've been rocking since May. Yeah, man. June. <laughs> June. I'm talking about... But we, we started recording in May, though, didn't we? We started recording in June, my boy. I stand corrected. We've been recording since June. Yeah. But we appreciate y'all for every episode that y'all tend into. We appreciate y'all for all the feedback. And yes, man. This, uh, oh, my voice cracks. <laughs> Somebody help. <laughs> Don't cut that out Because they need to know Something happened They said it's wrong It's wrong emotion They but gotta I, have that I was just gonna say This is the Triple F Podcast Love and hold Your loved ones Be blessed And good night Good night Or good day Whenever you listen to this Bye